That's the sound of the horn. That means just... I'm Vince Scully. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's right. time Respect. for Charlie Steiner and Rick Monday. Instead of doing the sound of the horn, you cleared your throat? Well, honestly, Hank, I was going to edit that out. And now I feel like I have to leave it in. Now you have to leave it in because I called attention to it. That's what now happens. Actually, now, I'm, now I'm 100% going to take it out. And people are going to be like, <laughs> what are they talking what about? Is, what does Burbank Hank think now of I've, Chris Kawhi? Now I feel like you should put it back in. Hey, everybody. This is the NBA's best podcast. And I'm Chris Kowild. And from downtown Burbank, it's Burbank Hank. I got I got no pipes tonight, Hank. I yeah, got, you, gotta... you really hurt your throat, man. You all right? You've been screaming and yelling about these Clippers victories. Three since <laughs> we last talked to is. our loyal listeners. Man, almighty, we're on... Just on a tear. Won well, 10 we, out of our last 11. Come on, baby. We sure have. Woo. We have won three in a row. Woo. Uh, and honestly, ever since I started playing the Clippers drinking game with every viewing, I just don't feel well after these games. <laughs> <I know>. because... <laughs> we really, we were not kind with these rules. Like, the water. You, are you doing the water rule? It's just, yeah, every timeout. There's not that many timeouts in the game. I told you there's not that many timeouts. You in really the game. did. I tried, to, I tried to tell you. And, and I said chug a whole pint glass, and you were the one who talked me down just to like, oh, just, just spit in your friend's mouth and call it water. <laughs> I never said that. Now, the, come on. Go to the tape. Go now, to the tape. Come on. I challenge you to go to the audio. Tape. Man, we have had some nice wins. That, that first game, that, the first game since we spoke to you last, loyal listener, versus the Heat, we did not have Paul George. We did not have Kawhi Leonard. And man, we we hung in there, didn't we? Well, we stumbled out of the gate on the road trip, but no matter what, there's there's two games left. We are three and one on the six game road stand. Oh Jesus, it's hard for me to speak. Golly, this buddy. Is, it's an audio format. This is just maybe maybe you could just talk and I could just this means yes. And this means no. <laughs> well, I will tell you without you know, without without going too deep back into the past obviously we were facing the miami heat who at at the time were under 500 or they are at 500 right now they're well under 500 at home um not not a great team this season but they also are missing a lot of key components but we were missing Kawhi leonard and paul george um they went up night they went up 33 to 19 in the first quarter and i think I, i can speak for myself and probably a lot of the clippers faithful in clippers nation um we're sort of like oh boy this is what happens when we don't have our two stars. And, man, the guys just stepped up. We then won the next two quarters. Um, our combined score for the next two quarters was 69. <laughs> 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 but it was like 69 to 46. So we were So we really whooped them by Florida. 25 points. We beat them by 25 points. And then they, they made a show to? of it. But we, but we ended up winning by four points. They made it a real show of it in the fourth quarter. I really did. We lost. We lost the first of the road trip. I don't even remember who it was. Too. Well, you're talking about at the Hawks. Thank you. Okay, so we lost at Atlanta because we yeah. didn't have three fifths of our starters. Yeah. But then we made these great adjustments and played, I guess, a less than Miami Heat team, like you said, missing a ton of guys, including Jimmy Butler and Gorgian Jaja or whatever his name is. I don't remember. Dracha Drachkich. I can't. Yeah. I don't. They were but missing we start, a lot but of we key started, pieces. We started. We didn't we were even. Down 18. We weren't even starting our backups, dude. Like Terrence Mann started the game. Reggie Jackson has been playing phenomenal. Woo! 
Ooh, he's been playing great. He shot six. He shot. Oh, he, he shot six for fifteen that night. He sh- I mean, he's been playing great. He but had since sixteen points that night, and it was really spread out. It really was like one, two, three, four, five guys in double digits. We only played nine guys. It was we. They the guys really made it happen. Amir Coffee got five points. Oh, Zubots and eight rebounds from Zubots. I think that's what it is. Serge Ibaka, Coffee, 13 rebounds, dude. Coffee's been getting so many minutes that I just yeah. keep drinking every time Seaman makes one of those delicious coffee puns. He makes so many. So we had the ATLian stumble, and you're just like, oh, man, it's not going to be good for us in Miami. We just got to survive until Paul George and Kawhi get back. But then what we're talking about is we won in Miami. And we then did. the very next night, we get Kawhi and Paul George back, and Ooh. we crush Orlando, dude, with we, the th- it, with the three ball. Yeah, with the three ball. It was never a game. I mean, we we beat them 116 to 90. It's really did. Yes, the three ball, um, and yes, Kawhi Leonard has been shooting 50. percent He's shot 50 percent from the field. He shot 50 percent from the field, eight for 15 that night. Uh, but but it started with our defense. You know, it really did, and we 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 got 24 points off turnovers. 52 points in the paint, and we held them to 36% field goal shooting. (laughs) 36%. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, jeez. 36%. Oh, what? ah, Just really laughing at how bad we beat Orlando. Just whooped them. And And then we went in and we beat the Knicks. In Madison oh, Square now, Garden. Now listen, that is a fresh that like that's the game that just happened for us. I have a little bit you know, fresher memories there, and there's certainly listen. There was some question there going in against the Knicks because Julius Randle has been fire. This is a very interesting stat that Seaman brought up before the game. Um, Julius Randle and only one other player in the league are averaging a double double digit points, double digit rebounds, and six or more assists. Do you know who the other player is? Julius Randle. Is it a Clipper? No. Oh. He's basically averaging a double-double and six assists, and it is him and Jokic. So so Uh, Julius Randle. Joker. The Joker. That's really great company to be in. And obviously, we had Pat Beverly still has knee soreness. Batum is out with a cold Well, you're talking about the Joker, and I'm going to talk about, I'm Batman. Pat, Pat. I'm Batman. Pat Patterson got the start because Nicholas Batum. Wow. What do you know about what do we know about Batum? Anything? Groin. Gr- just his groin. That's what I know. I don't have any any further information other than but it's But did his they groin. say he's out for a while? It's no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll don't know, know by the time by the time I'm listening to this tomorrow, I'm, I'm giggling Batman. at our good times, I'll know, but I don't know in this moment. So just real quick, how many times did Patrick Patterson shoot and miss? Do you know the answer to that question? Well, I know for sure that he was the first he's the person who put us in the game right he's the person who put us into the game um he he went five of five <laughs> in the first half <laughs> he went five for five for the game he never and, missed a single and, shot and three of three from three three he's, of three from three <laughs> He's my favorite. You know, he's my favorite unsung hero. Well, we've lo- we've we've loved him. He was he's always so great on our segment, Pat Flicks and Chill. Oh, he's the best. Um, and but he, you know, he's the guy. He he gave you. The, he said the things. He said the things you want players to say when they're going to come off the bench. And at one point, his last huge game he had, he hadn't played in twelve days, and he came on and just started draining Did shots. Did you hear about all his new nicknames that he has? Yes. Just <laughs> add water. 
instant oatmeal? Who said instant? Okay, who do you think called him instant oatmeal? Which player came up with that horrible nickname for my sweet, sweet Pat Pat? Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> hey, hey, Pat Pat. Hey. You instant oatmeal. You know what I? You know what I imagine? Kawhi. <laughs> I imagine Kawhi Leonard was eating instant oatmeal. I I imagine he was eating instant oatmeal, and was everyone was coming up with great nicknames, and he just looked down at his hands and said, "You're instant hey. oatmeal," and everyone, all right, yeah, Kawhi, sure, sure. Hey, hey, Clippers employee, where did you get this tiny oatmeal packet? Oh, that's a regular sized oatmeal <laughs> that's a great packet, commercial. Kawhi. <laughs> Tiny oatmeal. <laughs> I'm gonna call you instant oatmeal. Look, there was there was another. All right, all right. There was another very interesting <laughs> question <laughs> coming into this game, which is the battle of the three and defending the three, because the Knicks are number one in the league in defending the three. They only allow like 31, like and the like Clippers that. lead the league in shooting threes at 42. Like so the question like ultimately was going to be, could the Clippers get it going with the three ball? And they did not at first. They did not <laughs> get the three the story ball going the at first other than Pat Patterson. But then, man, we ended up 17 of 38 from three, 44.7% from three. The Knicks only shot 37% from three. And, you know, they they beat us in the first quarter. Another A little bit of a slow start for us. But we won every single quarter after. This road trip, we've had some sluggish starts, and we haven't been shooting sharply from three. To start. We have have righted the ship in almost every game, certainly in all our Ws. And like I said, we went three and one on this road trip. I I don't want to speculate too much, but I'm very happy if we go five and one. And obviously, that's that's the best we can do is go five and one. I'm super happy if we do that. I'm not super mad if we go four and two. But I am looking at the Utah Jazz in our rear view, who won 11 in a row yeah. to get the sole first-place slot, and then they lost just one game. <laughs> and the West is so brutal that if you lose one game, psh, you're gone. Yeah. And now the Clippers yeah. are alone in first. You had a great tweet where you said that, and then you said, suckers and Z-Dog <laughs> from Utah Jazz commented, Z-Dog. come on now. Uh, I like that you called him Z Dog from Utah Jazz. Yeah, he's from he's, the Utah do, Jazz. Do you know about? Do you know about Z? Oh, I know all about Z Dog. He told us that our he t- he said that our locker room smells like weed, as if that's an insult in California. Yes, and, yeah, and bro, it something. does. It's guess what? Our everything smells like weed in California. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> there's a there's a rumor that it's Kawhi's treatment. That's the rumor that's going around. Smokes that, buzzing around. Smokes that weed. <laughs> That's the rumor. I've smelled it in the press room. Wow, that's the rumor. Well, listen, listen. Julius Randle came up big in the game. He had tw- yeah. he was the Knicks' leading scorer, twenty seven points. He he played shot nine of eighteen from the field. But guess who got twenty eight points? Tell me, tell me who got twenty eight points. He's so good. Yeah, but here's the thing, Hank. This they're in New York right now. People are listening to this show because it's what we're calling. The 2021 NBA Final Preview, Clippers versus Nets. It's going to be Los Angeles versus Brooklyn. And here we go. Wait, wait. Brooklyn I, Nets. I, I gotta, wait, I got to point Clippers out. Clippers. Wait, I want to point Finals out. Finals preview. I know, I know. But I want to point out one more thing about the about the Knicks game. Because yeah, talk I, about the, the New York Knicks. Because we started early on talking about Reggie Jackson and how he has responded yeah, to being told he was benched. Being nice. benched. Man, he, he, was, he started... Every single one of our starters was in double digits. 
he started and Reggie Jackson messed around and got 18 points. And I am just so happy because we watched him last year in the bubble suffer. We watched him get in his head. We watched him not in a good space. And it's this is a very different player we're watching play. This is a well, vicious dunker. This is a great shooter. This is a facilitator who's got wings on his shoes. Like, man, I love watching Reggie Jackson play, and I just didn't really fully know what he could do. And I like it. I'm glad you brought up the bubble, Hank, because oh God, you're I do this think character the whole time. It's New York oh and it's Clippers. God. All right. So Stop Clippers it. started in New York. First of all, no disrespect. The Clippers the Clippers started in New York, I the Buffalo Lord. Braves, all right? And the Nets started in New Jersey, scumbags. All right, so it's a very East Coast thing. And our Clippers are back in New York. That's where they are. So when Pat Flicks and Chill listens, when Instant Oatmeal himself listens to this friggin' Clipcast, you bums, he's going to listen to it in New York. So I got to do this thing. All right, but listen, I'm glad you brought up the bubble because I remember last season, and it's happening again this season, the Los Angeles Clippers are the best team in Los Angeles. We have a much better record at Staples Center than the L Word. And we did that as well last season. And then the bubble burst everything. And then all of a sudden, everything's out the window. And it didn't matter that we were so good in Staples Center. And it helped the stupid L Word. But the bubble's done. It's done. They're not going to do that, to my knowledge. And I think that the bubble was an anomaly, and it was a fluke and a misstep. And I think the Clippers are in very good position to, to hold on to that one seed, at the very least the three seed. We're clearly one, two, a three without really making any bold calls here. But we're definitely going to go in at the very least at the three seed, but I like us at the one seed. And then playing at home in Staples Center where we're very good, better than the, the asterisk champs. And that's going to help this squad. And that's going to help this squad squash the Nets, who I see getting out of the East. Well, I also think they're going to get out of the East. They look great. I mean, they didn't look great versus the Wizards, but there were some dumb... dumb there was no Harden. Little, little there, mis- was no little mishaps. there was no Harden. Little mishaps. There was no Harden. Oh, he didn't play? Hard- he wasn't playing that game. No, he did not. Harden did not play that game, my friend. Oh. And it was, and it was fluky. They had a five-point lead or whatever it was. With like eight sec, ten seconds left, and then they lost. But I'm telling you, Harden didn't play. Harden plays, they win that game. Oof, I'm worried about the Nets. I'm not necessarily worried about the Nets tomorrow night. It's very early, but man, I don't know. Well, I, you they, know, you know they, what I found they fascinating. They play no defense. You know, what I found? they play no defense. Uh, what I what I found fascinating is, um, no, they don't play defense. There's a really great picture of Kawhi Leonard and, um, uh, not Kawhi Leonard of. Uh, uh, James Harden. Kevin Durant. No, no James, okay, Harden. James Harden and uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Uh, James Harden and Kyrie Irving, like, hugging and laughing. Uh, and I just, <laughs> it, it seems like, he's like, you know when you have a friend who's just dating somebody terrible and you know it's not going to last, <laughs> and they post a picture on social media and they're like, we're so happy, and you're like, ah, this is never going to last. That's the thing. Uh... Like, like these, these, are, these are literally, you tell me. You three, tell me. You tell me three more, three players who are more complaining, less satisfied than these three guys in the league. Like Kevin Durant is the saltiest with the media. Um, James Harden is like these dudes are. These dudes are a problem. These dudes like get coaches I, fired. They have problems with their teammates. Like if you could throw Chris here. Paul in there, you'd have a great four. Four person complaint. Yeah, I would. Team. I would also. I would also say that Russell Westbrook 
uh, is also a head case. And then, of course, anytime LeBron James commits what is obviously a foul, he just cry me a river. Yeah, it's exhausting. Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook may top him. That's but true. but I'll tell you something, Hank. Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan are best friends. Former Clipper great. I, I think they're going to hang his number in the rafters. I truly do. Olympic gold medalist. He became a superstar, as we've talked about on the show many times, as a Los Angeles Clipper under the tutelage of Doc Rivers. So Kevin Durant is very happy there because him and DeAndre Jordan are besties. Mm -hmm. James Harden is very happy because he's finally out of Houston. Okay. Kyrie Irving, that that's that's the wonky one. I, I, I don't throw shade at Kyrie. I, I think Kyrie's great. I would love a Kyrie Irving on my team if I was a Nets oh my gosh, fan, which a, I grew up a he's Nets He's a basketball fan. genius. His handle yes. is bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he couldn't handle playing with LeBron James, and everyone just puts their mouth on LeBron's mouthpiece and toots his horn is the PG version of what I want Ooh, to say. I'm, I'm glad you stayed PG. I wasn't interested. Well, well you're welcome. Well, you're welcome, Clippers <laughs> Nation. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone always takes... Lebron's side in the media and I have always silently uh, I've never done anything silently but that's not true sometimes they're silent but they're deadly I have always been on Kyrie's side and said I think LeBron's the problem I think LeBron's hard to get along with and then you and I saw his pregame ritual and I was like this guy's now look I, in LeBron's defense that level of celebrity is such a head case for any mere mortal to deal with and I don't think the HGH side effects help so I get oh my Lord. a lunatic, <laughs> but I'm on Kyrie's side. So I, I, as Kyrie is the wild card in that, I think, big three in the Nets, James Harden has obviously never gotten to the finals since he was there with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka. I like the Nets getting out of the East. That being said, I like the Clippers tomorrow. I really, or today when you're listening, I really do think this is an NBA Finals preview. Now, last year I didn't call it, but two years ago I went on the Dirty Sports Podcast on Christmas, and Joe Prano said, who do you got in the NBA Finals? And at Christmas, I said Warriors, which was a no-brainer, Raptors, and then I said Raptors win. You can go to the tape. I called it in Christmas. Well, we're after Christmas, and I'm calling Nets Clippers Clippers win. Here we go. Virtual well, parade. I hope you're right. I, I think the two most interesting stats as I sort of compared both teams and where they are, and obviously it's a little tricky to figure out exactly where Brooklyn is because we don't really know what James Harden is going, what this team's going to look like in another 10 or 20 games, right? He hasn't really been with them that long. Um, but the two are most... Are they like 8 and 2 when he plays or something? Well, no, they, ca they can't be because he hasn't, he hasn't been with them for 10 games, has he? I, th I think it's just around ten games. Well, now. they're seven and three in their last ten games, so he couldn't. They couldn't be eight and two when he plays. But, um, but he didn't play that one game. Oh, he didn't play that one game. Good call. He, yeah. What the two stats I find the most interesting are that the Clippers are averaging around 114 points a game, and Brooklyn is averaging around 122 points a game. But right. But yeah, here we go. Here Brooklyn we go. is allowing, allowing on average 117 points a game, and we are mm -hmm. only allowing. 106 points a game and only Ooh, one and one of only one of these two teams plays in the stinky stinky smelly eastern <laughs> conference <laughs> that's why when you said 
we don't know where they're going to be. I was like, well, we do know they're going to be in the East, so they're going to do just fine. Oh, in the I'm, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but also, <laughs> no, I, I, but I hear you. No, I, I mean, you. I mean, where they're going to be as a team, what yeah, their yeah. what their skill level will be like, and also in the last ten, ten games, two of those three losses were to the Cavs. So <laughs> it's like. You, you just don't know, but any give, like any given and game. That's very right? interesting because we play the Cavs the very next night and on the second night of a back to back. We just won in our Floridian back to back, which I love. We're seeing Kawhi Leonard play back to backs. We're seeing Kawhi Leonard no longer load manage. We know that Kawhi wants to build chemistry with his buddy, Paul George. Are, are people sleeping on Kawhi as MVP? I'm not hearing any talk other than our beautiful Clipper Nation Twitter feed. Well, no one is you, talking about Kawhi, and no, they should. No, they're not with any with any regularity. You always have they're to the wonder. the best team in the NBA. I know. You always have to wonder when you have two stars. There's, listen, Paul George is getting a lot of publicity. He's I shouldn't say a but lot so is LeBron, of. I shouldn't say LeBron a lot and of They've publicity. got two stars. He's but he's getting he's in the conversation. They because got Caruso and LeBron. I know, man, but we're the Clippers. <laughs> Sorry, we're the Clippers. <laughs> no, I, I I know, I know. I mean, that's it just, actually that's shocks your me. Question. It shocks me that way back when. I believe it was Blake Griffin was third in the MVP votes, like the season that Chris Paul went down. And and I think that's the closest the Clipper has been to MVP since like Bob McAdoo won it or something. So I'm very interested to see what happens because if the Clippers do finish that tough, tough Wild West as the number one seed and Kawhi keeps these historic numbers going, and they truly are historic, forget Joker, Forget Greek Freak, who's won it 17 years in a row. Forget Harden, Westbrook, Durant. Forget those guys. You got to give it to Kawhi. You you have to. You have to. I think. Yeah. I I mean, we 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 have a lot to prove, right? We have a lot to prove. We already had a lot to prove, but now the most recent narrative is this blown lead in the bubble. Um, So we have a lot to prove, and so I think I don't know. I think we're talking about we're talking about a Clippers team that within the last ten years already was a hype machine that pr- that did not bear fruit, right? Mm-hmm. With the big th- with the big three and Lob City and all of Dunk that. Rivers. So yep. there's even more to prove. I I think that you know we look at the matchup of these two teams. What, there's something I find really interesting, and obviously we're entertainers. We're not sports journalists or stat heads, but I'm trying. I'm trying to like look more <laughs> at like the information in front of me. What I find very interesting is that Kevin Durant is the points leader on the team, right? He's averaging 30 a game. Kawhi Leonard's averaging 26 a game. But but Sir, but Kawhi Leonard is not but, but sorry. Serge Ibaka is le- our leading rebounder and Kevin Durant the same guy as their leading rebounder. So he, they basically Kevin Durant has to get it done on both ends of the court whereas we maybe have a more even team, a more you know, evenly distributed team as far as talent goes. Sure. Um, Kevin Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant leans really heavily on, you know, of his 7.4 rebounds a game, seven of them on average are on the defensive end of the, of the court. That's important. That's a huge stat. But I just find it interesting that we, I just am curious to see how our even spread of shooting goes. And in the last couple of games, we're getting more and more of our starters in double digits. It's less and less three guys in the starters and double digits and everyone else is kind of getting it done. Like if Reggie Jackson comes to play, um, if Zubots can really blow up the boards and if somebody else can help Zoo rebounding in the second unit, it just cannot be Zoo by himself pulling, right, pulling down the rebounds. 
You want more glass for Marcus Morris, don't you? Just well, saying. listen, I like Marcus Morris's shooting. I'm very happy with best. him coming in and shooting. I like I like him 50% from three is certainly not anything to complain about. But, you know, he's got three rebounds. Lou, he, he has the same amount of rebounds <laughs> as Lou Williams. I learned something interesting about Luke Kennard, and then I learned something trivial about Luke Kennard. Yes. So... Luke Kennard is shooting the best from three. His best three-point percentage of his career is happening right now with the Los Angeles Clippers. Luke Kennard is the all-time high scorer in Ohio high school basketball history. So I would challenge any member of Clippers Nation to find out the guys who played high school Ohio ball. I'm sure there's a handful of NBA legends, but no one ever in history scored more points in Ohio high school basketball ever than Luke Kennard. And then here's a bit of trivial knowledge. Kennard is French for duck. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> you're dumb. Yeah, and it's it true. But I have a it's true, but I have a really fun name game that I think And Batum knows that. I have Batum a name game. And Ibaka know that. I've been sitting on this for three games since I realized this and I have been very excited to share it with you on the podcast. Have you Instant never oatmeal. noticed the connection between Kawhi Leonard and Luke Kennard? L L Kennard and K Leonard. <laughs> They're the, they did, you, did you know that their Lenard last names are basically French? Their last names. Did you know? Did you know Lenard is French for Lady Duck? K. Lenard and L. Kennard. <laughs> it's basically. Kennard is yes. K. Leonard. <laughs> First great. of all, Kawhi. Kawhi. No, I'm Lenard. not high. Right. I'm not high. By the way, listeners, that's just how my brain works. Kawhi Leonard is fantastic. I just I I need to say that more. But Luke, it needs to happen but, more Luke Kennard, but Luke Kennard, but Luke Kennard is doing better and better. Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. Oh, so stupid. So man. dumb. Really uh, good stuff. Are you sure we're not sports journalists? We might be with that kind of <laughs> breaking action. But no, listen, look, look, look man. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. When you have when you have Pat Patterson and Reggie Jackson starting. And then they come on and combine for 31 points. That's what you want. You want guys that are shooting, you know, they shot six of nine from three between the two of them. Reggie Jackson went 50% from the field, and Pat Patterson was perfect. Perfect. He's flawless. I'm Batman. Just I'm Pat perfect. Man. Just perfect. So the shooting percentage was off the charts. Um, and I think that, and by, that by the way, so well. that's with Paul yeah. George going one of eight from three. I think we're shooting so well because of Ty Lue emphasizing all the ball movement. We've never seen ball movement like this. Certainly no. Doc Rivers, definitely no. not under Vinny. Well, because we're, well, we're practicing. We're practicing unlike we're we actually did. actually having basketball practices. We're having basketball practices. But I, I really, I do also really enjoy the t this touch the paint offense thing, the idea of getting in there, drive the lane, and kick it out. the listener's memory, please. The touch the paint offensive scheme is that when you, cr when you cross the the midcourt line, you have mm -hmm. to whoever you have to someone has to touch the paint with the ball before they dish it back out to the perimeter to before shoot. Before someone takes a shot, yeah, you gotta touch. And the I paint don't, I don't know if it's. I, I've seen plenty of plays where they don't do it, but when you watch for it, they do it a lot. And so you basically come in, and as soon as you touch the paint, you can kick it out. And of course, that draws defenders to you and gives people open looks out on of the course. perimeter. Of course, it I, does. I think I'm telling you, Ty Lue. 
And we are celebrating Black History Month, and we are celebrating our black coach, and I think it's fantastic. I love that we have a black coach, and I love that Ty Lu is showing us his sauce early in the season. Oh, speaking of, we are now in the second quarter of the season, so I'm going to spring this on you, Burbank Hank. Talk to me about first quarter. We don't need to do grades, like letter grades, but, you know, look, we do our show, we try to do it around 48 minutes because there's four 12-minute quarters of basketball. And we are now in the second quarter of the NBA season. So talk to me about what you've liked about the first quarter, which, P.S., we're now in the second quarter, and we are number one, buddy. Well, that's what I like. Of course, first of all, we all thought we would see a lot of growing pains. We knew that this isn't just, you know— the argument you and I had on this podcast was, oh, Ty Lu makes so much sense because he's already knows the guys and we're going to come in with a system that's already in place. Right. And we were quickly informed that actually he was going to bring system. in his own system. And so then the question um, that we had and a lot of other podcasts and Clippers journalists and members of the media had was, what is this growing period going to be like? What's this learning process? What's the learning curve going to feel like? And, and the early schedule was difficult. And the early schedule was difficult, although it's pretty hilarious to listen to Lakers fans. Revisionist history literally found a, a Laker fan tweeting after one of our buddies, one of our friends on Twitter, one of our Clippers friends saying, well, you guys have the easiest schedule in the NBA. Oh, and it's just like, and it was, and I, I, I've said this already, my new. All those easy day games. I really enjoy the dig. You're casual. I really enjoy it. And like so many, <laughs> so many Twitter comments beneath casual, 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 casual fan. Casual because butler. we did not by any means have the easiest schedule. We were super, no, so first difficult. of all. First of all, more games, more games than a lot of teams. First of all, second of all, yep. against I mean, we went, we Better went, opponents. we went Lakers, de- we went Lakers, Nuggets, playoffs, Mavs, playoffs, playoffs. Timberwolves. Okay, but then Fringe. Blazers, who are always deadly, playoffs. Utah, Phoenix, who playoffs. are hot, San Antonio, playoffs. Golden playoffs. State, Golden State, who at any given night, Steph Curry's dangerous. Dynasty, dynasty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we we played against some really tough teams, and... I, I By the way, I'm here to tell you the Golden State dynasty is over. Well, and, it's done. And, buddy, and we started... It's done. We started six and four, and then P.S., next... We messed around, and next thing you knew... We, <laughs> yes, Hank, we, we messed around. We were 13 and four. <laughs> We went from six. Yeah, and, we went from six and four. And then we, yeah, we to went ten out of eleven. Thirteen right? and four, and now we're Nasty. sixteen and five. Like we best so, in the league. So that's what I've liked the best yep. is that yep. whether and I don't know. This would be my question for Ty Lue if I ever got to sit with him and interview him if we were back in the the locker room. One day my, we will be able to do this. My question. We'll be able for, to ask him questions. My question on, for him would be. Are we seeing the offense that you yourself have always wanted to implement? And it just—you oh, want is, him to throw shade and, at Doc? And is that what no, you no, want no, him to do? no, 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 not at all, not at all. Now, not at all. That's not where I'm going. You know, it's funny. That's Hank. not where I'm going. That's not where I'm going. I'm saying, <laughs> okay, is this the offense that you yourself have basically loved your entire time as a player and now an assistant right. coach, and you would have implemented it anywhere? Or is this the offense that you have formulated because of the pieces that you have? Because these players have adapted to it so adeptly. Um, and it seems like the sky's the limit. And are, I don't know if we're going to beat Brooklyn. I don't know if we're going to. But I can tell oh, you that this is literally the best moment for us to play them. 
It's the best. Do moment. you think that it's gonna be Nets Clippers NBA Finals? Yeah, I think it could be. I think it there definitely you go. could you be. Here first. I think last. it could be. I think that it, I, I think, think it will be. I think that there's. I think that this like. Nuggets, Jazz, Lakers, Clippers is so intense. It's just so intense. Uh, but I, but I like us, man. I like us. And I, and, and now here's my question for you. Yes, I have an answer. You know, th- maybe th- you know how I feel about Pat Beverly. I love him. He's bigger oh, than he's, he's bigger than his stats, and he's always a big rebounder, even though he's not necessarily a shooter. For Intan- us. Intangibles, as we say, down as Beverly Park. Yes, he can shoot. Right, he can shoot. The guy can shoot. Sure, when he, uh, yeah. but he's, he's not good a, for a corner but, tree. But often we find ourselves talking about four or five, three, four starters in in double digits, and he's not one of them. Right. Um, are are was it just a fluke? Was it just because we were playing the Knicks, or are we better with him on coming off the bench? Because he is so, he's so great coming off the bench. Would he want to do? Would he ever do what Marcus Morris did? Would he ever say, "Hey, man, let me come off the bench and let's really crush these guys"? Because Zoo needs help on the boards, and often Pat Beverly is our best rebounder in the game. What if Pat and Zoo were coming off the bench and Reggie kept playing like this, and he could be our starter? All right, now here's the thing, Hank. All right, I like your question. I do. I like where you're going. Yeah, I appreciate that, that Dad. You're you're a good kid. All right? I appreciate that, kid. Uncle Chrissy. All right, and you get that from your mother on your father's side. All right, everybody knows you mask. All right, you half mask. All right, she's a saint. Okay, she's salt of the earth. Don't yeah. worry about it. she's a mitch. But I gotta be honest, Hank. Be good. Listen, I, respectfully, GFY with your Pat Bev off the bench because, and here's why. Again, respectfully, respectfully, you twink. Oh, you don't mess. You don't mess. With that starting juju, okay? Like Marcus Morris himself said. I'm tired oh, of this character. Can you just talk to me? <laughs> first, first of all. Oh my God, it's the worst. All right, cupcake. Oh. Yeah, it is the worst. That's why I got out. That's why That's why the Clippers left New York. Because they couldn't handle this. All right. Ugh. All right. No, no, but seriously, seriously, seriously. Right, I'll stop. I'll stop. Thank I'll you. stop. Just like, you know, I know. It's a look, great voice, by the way. No disrespect. You're a professional well, voiceover it, actor. You do great characters. It's great. It's very disrespectful <laughs> to just listen to that kind of person talk, just brimming with disrespect to everything. It's, like, it's just being honest. No, you're just being uh, a jerk. All right, so listen. I'm just here's real. The, I'm just thing. keeping it real. So here's the thing. Like Marcus Morris said, I don't want to mess with this chemistry. Bring me off the bench, okay? Our starting five with Pat Beverly as the one is best in the league. So you do not mess with that. I love that we've seen Reggie Jackson go above and beyond in his role of backup starting point guard. He's the backup point guard, right? Yeah. So he I love this because it's boosting his confidence and now when Pat Beverly does come back, we don't necessarily have to give him big minutes and Reggie Jackson can play better minutes until Pat Bev is back to his usual Pat Bev doing Pat Bev things. He's just a kid from Chicago. But Pat Bev is our starting point guard, and I don't think we mess with that. And I do think while he has been out with his sore hip, and I don't know that if this was the playoffs he would be out. But regardless, we got to love Reggie Jackson for what he's doing, but I think now he's going to get more minutes off the bench because of how well he's playing. So we're going to find out. But no, I do not think you mess with the chemistry of that starting five because Batum, Ibaka, Kawhi Leonard. Paul George, Paul John Ringo George, <laughs> and Patrick, don't call me instant oatmeal Beverly, are our starting five, and they're phenomenal. Yeah. And I think 
what I'm seeing from these guys from Stay Ready, Just Add Water, Pat Pat, from Mr. October Reggie Jackson. I don't think he has any other nicknames to my knowledge. Uh, those guys are coming up big. And we always knew Marcus Morris was a stud because he absolutely wowed us as soon as he became a Clipper. And certainly in the bubble, he was fantastic. Yeah. I'm really happy about the fact that Stephen Ballmer saw went went wrong in the bubble and, may, and and had his guys make adjustments, whether it was Jerry West or whether it was Lawrence Frank or whether it was Ty Lue or whether it was who knows who. But I, I said many times, Montrez was the problem, Doc Rivers was the problem, Landry Shamit was the problem, and Lou Williams was the problem. So we got rid of three or four of those guys. We kept Lou, and, and look at what's Lou's, Lou's been problematic, and we're finding out that he has a busted hip, I guess, or something. Something's wrong. He's not 100%. Yeah. It's not serious enough to keep him off the floor, but it's certainly serious enough to limit his 20-point games to, like, one, I think. But what Jerry West and Lawrence Frank and Ty Lue have done and are doing is taking all the pressure in the world off of Sweet Lou, so it's not on him. It's it's not his fault. He doesn't have to come in and just score, 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 score. I was driving and listening to, I listened to the Miami Heat call, I believe, or it was the Orlando Magic call. Regardless, I, I believe it was the Miami Heat call. So I listened to the Miami Heat broadcasters call the game, and I listened to the New York Knicks broadcasters call the game. I was bummed I couldn't listen to the great Noah Eagle, but I couldn't. It, it wasn't on Sirius XM for some stupid reason. But what was funny was when Lou Williams came off the bench, he had such reverence from the Miami broadcasters. They were like, here comes instant offense. They, they clearly hadn't watched a single Clippers game this season. And, and Lou has been not great this season because we found out he's not right. He's going to get right. But to hear the way they were talking about sweet Lou Williams, because he's the guy. And, and I now know, oh, thank God that they did fix those three bubble problems and didn't dish Lou. Now, that being said, I don't see... I mean, maybe this team is exactly who this team is going forward, but we've always seen moves, trade deadline moves. They've always added really crucial pieces. I'm not saying Lou's going to get traded, but I don't know that it's necessarily going to be this group that marches into the playoffs whenever the hell the playoffs is in this crazy 72-game season. I honestly don't know. I think it's May instead of April. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but man. I, I, I don't want them to trade Lou personally, but it, you probably could do well for him. He's only, he's average. He's not, he's shooting. This has got to be shooting, a historic low. He's for shooting him. 36% from three. He's averaging under 10 points a game. He's averaging under three right. assists a game. He's shooting 38% from the field. He's not shooting great. He's just not, but, but you know, but. whatever. Also shooters got to shoot. You got to keep shooting and you, know, you got to. Yeah. And, and hopefully we're winning, right, games. We're winning games. We're winning games. They're, Yes, there's we're the, the part number one of me, team in the NBA. There's the part of me that just doesn't want to hear anymore. When are we going to trade Lou Williams? Because there's a part of me as a human being that says, man, not every single player on every single team is shooting the lights out at all times. And what a great like embarrassment of riches that we have Lou Williams on top of everything else we're doing right right now. One of our formerly most prolific shooters is ice cold. Makes me feel a little bit like, wow, we, we this. There's even more ceiling above us. Yes, and what my I think my point was the other people that don't see every single Clippers game, so the Miami Heat broadcasters, 
And then what's his name quickly from New York Knicks who like when Lou Williams checks in literally goes over to him and says, you're one of my favorite players. And then yeah. Lou Williams shakes Quick. his head. House. Quick is talk his name, to, like, right? You were watching the game when that happened, correct? Yeah. It just is. Well, the, first of all, I think that I think there's a lot of guys who feel that way. I think there's a lot. I think that, that probably happens during a lot of games. Um, but it just was awesome. I, I think and it's you very saw, similar you to Jamal saw Crawford. It and you knew what it was. You saw it and you knew exactly what it was. Yeah, he's cool. And also he's deadly. And he's a prolific bench scorer who's not a super ego guy that demands to be started and demands to be traded. He won sixth man of the year in Toronto. He did it twice for the Clippers, much like Jamal Crawford did it twice for the Clippers, and I believe he did it for Atlanta previously. So there's two guys ever who have done it three times, and they've both been Clippers. Four out of the six of those times are the Clippers. And I think the Clippers are a non-ego team, which is why maybe Blake Griffin didn't end up truly succeeding here because he's clearly got a healthy ego so uh, look I love Lou Williams and I want him to succeed and I think he will and I like all the changes that the that the the top down made every single one of them is working so I can't wait to see what gosh Charnet Landry Shamit does tonight versus his former employers. I can't wait to see my guy, one of my favorite Clippers of all time, DeAndre Jordan, playing against the squad. I can't wait to watch this, what I'm calling the NBA Finals preview. I can't wait for Nets Clippers. Tonight. I can't wait either. And just to wrap up the Lou Williams thing, you know, he, he his career average is closer to 15 points. There you go. And right now he's averaging closer to 10. And honestly, we have, we've played a lot of games that an extra five points out of him would make a huge difference. That's only an extra couple of shots. It's not a big adjustment he needs to make. My, my big hope, as you are now listening to this on the day of the game, is that we'll see that, we'll see that uh, really just truly disappointing play that we became so accustomed to watching Landry Shamit play. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, we, there was a game know, we're, big, he... we're Clippers fans, and we don't ever we don't ever trash our our own players, and with very few exceptions. Not our even, own players, even, but as soon as they leave, even when they leave, we, we, throw right, them under we, the bus. we don't do it too badly. But there's no doubt that Landry Shamit well, is a guy. I enjoy doing Landry Shamit's a guy who had a great freshman year, and his sophomore year, you kind of watched him and went, "Oh, he's not really getting much better." And he had a lot of distractions and sophomore slump and all that other stuff. But right. uh, we did very nicely for, in the offseason. There was a game for Brooklyn where he shot 0 for 9. I'd like to see even worse. Yeah, why like couldn't we see, see what's wrong with 10. 0 for 10? Yeah, what, what, <laughs> what's wrong with that? Why you hate, Landry? Yeah. Like, come on, gosh, damn it. Come on. <laughs> uh, but I really want to see. And I also have to say, there are, yeah. there are times watching Zubats play that I wonder two seasons from now, this postseason, next season, like, what is next for this kid? He's gotten so lean and fast and and i just wonder like what are we gonna see now obviously he does not have the basketball iq that kevin durant has okay kevin durant is a genius with the basketball sure. he's so amazing he's i'm gifted frankly i'm excited to watch the clippers play the nets partially because i really do love kyrie irving and kevin durant and i'm excited to watch them play together and i mostly watch clippers games so if you're not playing the clippers i'm not watching you play um, Sure, but but so I don't think Zoo is going to really give Kevin Durant a ton of trouble if they're on the court at the same time. Uh, but okay. But you but you do wonder like, are when, when are we going to? What are these breakout games going to be for Zubats? Because right. he has moments where you're like, whoa, he's really well, making imagine, it happen. I would imagine Kawhi Leonard is on 
Kevin Durant as my guess. That's what I would do, but I'm not Ty Lue. I, I would put Kawhi on wait, KD. Wait, wait, wait. You're not Ty Lue? <laughs> oh, darn it. The cat is out of the bag. Darn it. <laughs> All right, so I, I saw something very interesting on Twitter, and I want to just hear your take on this, Hank, and, and share it with the listener. So Paul George is arguably a two-guard. He's listed as a small forward. Right. But he is clearly our two-guard just about every time he's on the floor. Should he be a backcourt all-star selection? Is he getting shortchanged by being listed as a frontcourt guy? Or does it not matter and he's going to be an all-star anyway? Well, uh, I mean, he's he's on the box score versus the Knicks. He's listed as the shooting guard. But I'm telling you, in the all-star voting, I believe he is listed as a forward. Oh. I know. He is clearly a two-guard. It's it's like he is that Clay Thompson, Kobe Bryant position, if you will. And I, I hate that I brought up those guys, honestly. But he's a two-guard. And I, I don't I don't even think of him as a small forward, even though I guess traditionally he's a no, three. I, shoot, I think I he look was a at shooting him. guard for sure. Yeah, man, he's our two. I, I personally, when I saw that on Twitter, I was like, a light bulb went off. And I, and I was, of course he should be listed as a two-guard. And he should honestly be the starting two-guard of the All-Star game. Well, I don't know who the starting point guard should be. Let me explain this to you. There was there was a season, Clippers fans, where Blake Griffin was up for the All-Star voting, and we were all still doing paper balloting. This was so long ago. that I remember. That there was, I remember it well. It was paper ballots for the uh, All-Star, and if you, the person who filled out the most got a prize. And every yes. game, I would walk around the entire stadium grabbing armfuls of of ballots yeah. and literally would sit in my seats just you punching bring your own pen just i bring my own pen and just punching marking all the ballots as fast as i could to turn them in because they were counting them that's right and keeping track of who turned the most and i did win an autographed elton brand jersey i did win an authentic oh, autographed what? i forgot about that elton brand jersey for my great MVP and and since then, but that was back then, when the fans yeah, picked then, the starting five. Now I don't really follow the All Star. <laughs> Not really interested. I already got my jersey. Now if you gave me an opportunity to pay attention to it and win another autographed jersey, maybe this time, I don't know, Kawhi Leonard or right, right, Luke Kennard. Right. <laughs> Luke Kennard. Sure. Oh, you'll take it. Oh, you'll uh, take I, it. I have listen. I have not. I start. I'm starting to see the Twitter comments rolling around about the All Star selections. I haven't even begun to delve into it, frankly. It's, I don't believe. I don't know the exact rules. I truly don't. And I I hate when they have. I don't like that it's not East versus West. I really don't like that. Yeah, and they do all either. these weird carnival rules now that cheapen it. I don't like it. I like at how baseball all. does it. I like that there's stakes in baseball. Yeah, home home field home advantage. field advantage. I don't think but dude, I don't think that still happens though. By the but way, but also, I think they did away with that. But Nolster, like, what are we doing? Are we seriously gonna have? We're gonna have an event where a player from every team congregates together on the. It's like that is a literal COVID super spreader event. The All Star weekend. <laughs> It's a super spreader. It's yes, a super spreader. Hank. You're putting everyone together, first of all, and uh, yes, second, and, and please let's not do it virtually because the because the horse game. Are you trying to say the that they game, shouldn't have an all star game? Is that what you're trying I'm to say? I'm not right sure. Now? I'm not sure it's the most 
responsible thing to do, but I also don't want the virtual version because the wasn't it the horse? They had horse last year. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, it's oh, so man, it's lame. So well, lame. I would imagine. I mean, nuts and bolts. I would imagine everybody gets tested. Everybody has to clear the you know same day testing. Blah 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 blah. I I just look. I know that it's not just up to the fans, and I think that's probably for the best. I just want Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to be starting All-Stars, and I think they deserve it. I think Joker deserves it. I think that those three guys in the West clearly deserve it. And then Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. There's a case for Mike Conley because he's never been an All-Star. I learned an interesting fact about Mike Conley. He has never been teed up ever, and the guy's been playing in the league for 76 years. I love Mike Conley. I hit uh, him in the Mem- his Memphis era. I, every time we played them, I just knew he was going to tear us apart. And you know what? And he did. He always did. He, he always, always did. did. Did you know that? Did you know that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both averaging over 50 percent from the field? And these so are sick. and these are not. This is not dudes who just dunk all the time. Like there's no. time, there's times where I'm watching the stat line. I'm like, oh my gosh, Zubat's shooting seventy eight percent. Yeah, it's all dunks. It's all dunks. So it's a little bit easier. These guys are uh, now, shooters. Now, Zubat is shooters. automatic at the free throw. Oh, line, automatic two percent. You know automatic. what I mean? You know what I mean? The bigs when the bigs do it. I, I want to say that they're both kind of shooting fifty percent from the field, forty percent from three, ninety percent from free throw. They're they're right around there. I think Kawhi is there, and I think Paul George is right around there. Yeah, except that, they're both having except these that the Kawhi's historic closer seasons. Kawhi is closer to hundred percent from the free throw line in the last like handful but of games. I, I remember I remember when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both got the starting position in the all-star game and we've given a lot of time to all-star talk and we'll go away from it soon because we'll, be, we'll be done <laughs> I, I i think paul george and Kawhi leonard are doing far better and this actually is the greatest start to the first however many games we've had in the clipper era so you have great. to go all the way back to buffalo new york you know what i mean oh don't the buffalo oh, braves man. did better don't you dare sound a horn on me, no. pipsqueak. Do, do, I, did you? I think that Kawhi Leonard has shot something like forty straight free throws or something like that without a miss. So I have to yeah, pay attention crazy. to he's the crazy. to the next. He's like ninety eight percent in the last ten games. I looked it up. Uh, yeah, man, I, I I'm not paying that much attention to the All Star game. I I'm I'm more interested in the things. Oh Lord. Come on, buddy. Just turn away from the microphone. I I was so far away from the mic. Oh, gosh. What is wrong with you? Uh, I just. I'm under the weather, man. I'm so sorry. I played the clip cast drinking game. Belch every time it upsets Henry. I'm paying so little attention to the All Star game, but certainly it will become more. Oh, I know why you hear it, by the way. Okay. So I listened to the last Clipcast. I'm sorry, I just cut you off. Oh, are you doing it? You turned away from the recording you're, mic, but you're doing I it into the- I turned away from broad- the studio mic, oh. and this stupid iPod thing Which is, is how right by my don't, Bob's Don't tell him how we're doing yeah, it, dude. Don't tell him how we're doing it, man. Oh, oh the secret. So I should not- Oh, oh so I should not- re- So I just need to not react to it, because they can't hear it. Well, I forgot. So you said it's so gross, and I was like, dude, I, I don't understand. How the hell can you hear this? I We have trickified even me. With all the trickeration, so no, you're getting you're getting me on a microphone that is right by my mouth, but the sweet sweet listener is getting my beautiful microphone, my dulcet. Oh well, well when you do it, I say hello, nasty, and I drink. <laughs> I gotta add a belch sound effect at that moment so that the, so that it all makes Let's sense. Just leave but it alone. Let's just leave I'm definitely it cutting out the clearing of the throat at the beginning. So oh, don't do that. that. It was I'm, great. Uh, no, we're, I guess cut we're gonna out. find out, Clippers fans. You know, tune into the game tonight. Um, 
Let us know what you think about. Hey, listen, like us, share us, rate us, give us five stars. Tell us. Tell subscribe your friends about to us. the podcast, Come you on, bunch of subscribe. jerks. Subscribe. Get five in with star us. us. Go you know what's Clippers. funny is the majority. If you go, if you go to our ratings on the Apple Podcasts, it's oh, like ninety no, percent five stars, uh, and then there's like no. Four star, three star, two star, and then it's like, you know, all the haters. There's like a group of like twenty five haters that gave us like no one star, whatever, bunch of bums. So you gotta help us out, make us up, and give us the five stars that we so desperately need to survive. And it actually helps bump us in the uh, in the uh, iPod when you search Clippers in the iPod search engine. If you give us more five stars, then we're going to be up there first. You're going to help the show. So we never ask you for money. We never ask you for anything, Clippers Nation. But please do give us the five stars. We, we need it so much. To yeah, and so I much. mean, I also, by the way, of those, tw- I've never looked at the ratings uh, because I like myself too much. Uh, but I assume, <laughs> I assume, uh, I assume, don't read the good press, don't read the bad press. I assume that the 25 one-star ratings are all from Landry Sharnett after hearing <laughs> The whole Charnet family. They don't, they don't like it. They're like, his, the name is right. Shamit. Now stop it. Right. So his cousin, Ruck Shamit, his <laughs> sister. Careful. <laughs> this could go a it lot was, of let's, ways. Let's just log on. Let's sign off. It's been 48 his minutes brother already. Rich. We're in overtime. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, I, look, I got no pipes, so you're going to have to. Well, you actually usually do sound the horn at the end of the show. I'm ready so. to do it because I'm really great at it, too, too. All right, before you do it. <laughs> 2021 NBA Finals preview tonight. Nets, Clippers, Clippers, Nets. 2021 Finals preview. You heard it here first. It's going to happen. It's written in the stars. Look at the tea leaves. Here we go. Sound the NBA Finals preview horn. I did that one right in the mic. Gross. Forget about it. Crazy.